Hello, dear listeners. We're back with the third part of our enchanting exploration into Kono Sabarashii Sekai and Aishikufuku O, God's blessing on this wonderful world. The tale of Kazuma and his quirky comrades takes more unexpected turns as we unravel the layers of this captivating light novel. In this episode, prepare for more laughter, more challenges, and perhaps a sprinkle of divine intervention. Konosuba continues to weave a tale that keeps us on the edge of our seats while tickling our funny bones. As our adventure unfolds, don't forget to let us know your thoughts in the comments. Share your favorite moments or suggest other light novels you'd love to hear in future episodes. Without further delay, let's immerse ourselves once again in the whimsical world of Kono Sabarashi Isekai and Aishikufuku O. Happy listening, my trips outside were usually because of hunting monsters or quests. Not a casual stroll like this. What is that, an abandoned castle? On the hills in a distance ahead. A deserted ancient castle was erected there. It looked just like a haunted house. It feels creepy. As if there are ghosts residing in there. I mumbled to myself. Let's pick that place. No one would complain even if I destroy a ruin like that. Megumin prepared the spell happily after she finished. A breeze blew through the hills that made me felt refreshed. The chanting of the explosion spell that didn't fit in with this comfortable atmosphere was carried off by the wind. And so, Megumin and I started our new daily routine. The penniless Aqua was working hard every day. Darkness said she would return home to train. The idle Megumin went to the abandoned castle to cast her explosion spell daily without fail. It might be a cold evening with icy rain. Or a lazy afternoon after lunch. Or a refreshing morning when she went for a stroll. No matter the time, Megumin would cast her spell at that castle every single day, and I watched Megumin's spell every day, and was even able to judge whether the condition of the explosion spell was good or bad. Explosion Oh, that seemed pretty good. The impact of the explosion could be felt through my bones, followed by the air tremor that followed immediately after. It is strange that the abandoned city remained intact, but... What an explosion! Great explosion! Cuckoo, Kazuma understands the way of the explosion more now. Your comment today hit the mark and was poetry-like, how about it? I am not talking about this casually. Kazuma, do you want to seriously consider learning explosion magic? Yeah, the way of the explosion is interesting. But from the composition of our current party, there is no need for two wizards. But when I retire from adventuring and have leftover skill points, it would be interesting to use them to learn explosion magic. Megumin discussed such things with a smile. Just like this, we talked about how much points we could give the sound of the explosion, like even though it wasn't too loud, but the pitch was great, and chatted about the way of the explosion. Part 5 after we continued our explosive stroll for a week, in the morning. Emergency broadcast. Emergency broadcast. Attention all adventurers, please prepare your combat equipment and report to the main gate of the city ready for combat. The familiar emergency broadcast could be heard through the entire town. After hearing the broadcast, we put on our gears and rushed on scene. A lot of adventurers were gathered at the main gate. When we reached the scene, we saw an intimidating monster standing before us, and we could only stare at it blankly. Dullahan, 
a monster that brought despair and premonition of death to men. After turning into an undead, its physical strength was stronger than it was in life, and possessed unique powers. The knight in black armor standing at the front gate held its head on the left side of its body. Before the eyes of the gathered adventurers, it presented its head that was covered fully in its helmet before everyone. The head said in a distorted voice, I am a boss of the Demon King army, and had moved into a castle nearby recently. As it spoke, the head started trembling, every day, every day, every day. The crazy idiot who comes to my castle to cast explosion magic, where are you? This boss of the Demon King army was seriously angry. The yell of the Dullahan seemed to be suppressing its anger until it couldn't hold back anymore, making the adventurers around me chatter. Or rather, everyone present doesn't seem to get what was happening. Anyway, the reason for the emergency summon was probably the Dullahan before us who was going mad from fury. Explosion spell? The one who knows explosion magic is. If you talk about explosion spell, it would be. The gaze of the people around us naturally fell on Megumin, besides me. Megumin, who was the center of attention, turned her head sharply at a girl wizard standing beside her. Affected by her action, I looked at that girl. Everyone else was also influenced and stared at that girl. Huh? M, me? Why are you all looking at me? I couldn't use explosion magic. The girl wizard, who was being framed, denied in a hurry. Wait, could it be, the abandoned castle where we cast explosion magic every day? Could it be, I peeked at Megumin, besides me, who was sweating. This fellow noticed too. Finally, Megumin sighed and walked forward with an annoyed face. The adventurers reacted to her movement and opened a path to the Dullahan. The Dullahan standing at the main gate of town. Megumin stood about ten meters from the Dullahan and faced him. With me in the lead, Darkness and Aqua also followed behind Megumin. Aqua who would attack aggressively whenever she saw an undead probably thought the sight of an angry Dullahan to be mad and was watching what would happen expectantly. So it's you. You are the moron who cast explosion on my castle every day? If you knew I was the boss of the demon army and want to challenge me to a fight, then enter the castle. If not, then just hide in town and tremble. Why are you bothering me with such evil means? I knew there were only low-level adventurers in town. I wanted to leave such minor characters alone, but you can't catch a clue and come boom 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 with your spells every day. Is there something wrong with your head? He was probably irked by the daily explosion magic, the helmet of the Dullahan trembled with rage. Megumin was intimidated and was a bit scared, but she still flicked the cape she wore. I am Megumin. As an arch-wizard, I have mastered explosion spells. What kind of name is Megumin, are you mocking me? No, that's not it. Even though she was retorted by the Dullahan when she introduced herself, Megumin composed herself and continued. I hail from the Crimson Magic Clan, the elite wizard of this town. I cast explosion magic continuously in order to lure you, the boss of the demon army out. As I planned, you came to town alone after being tricked. Your end is near. Seeing Megumin pointing her staff at the Dullahan excitedly, I was standing behind her and whispered to Darkness and Aqua. Hey, this girl actually said that. 
She was playing around, saying she will die if she doesn't cast explosion magic every day, so I brought her to the area around that castle. When did it turn into her plan? Yeah, and she used the chaos to declare herself as an elite wizard of this town. Shoo. Don't say that out loud. She hasn't used her explosion spell yet and a bunch of adventurers are backing her from behind, so she is adopting a strong position. She is still talking, so let's see how it goes. Megumin probably heard what we said as she maintained her posture of pointing her staff at her opponent as her face turned red. For some reason, the Dullahan accepted what she said. Oh, a member of Crimson Magic. I see. So that weird name wasn't a lie. Hey, if you have any comments about the name my parents gave me, spit it out. Megumin became angry after hearing what the Dullahan said, but he paid her no heed. Or rather, he wasn't bothered after seeing the adventurers of the entire town gathered here. As expected of a boss of the Demon King army, he probably didn't think anything about us rookies. HMMP, forget it. I didn't come here to mess with peasants like you all. I am here to investigate something. I will be staying in that castle for the time being, so don't cast explosion spell anymore. Understand? That is like asking me to die. Those of the Crimson Magic Clan need to cast explosion spell once every day, or we would die. Hey hey, I never heard of this before, stop bullshitting me. What should I do, I want to see Megumin and that monster chat some more. I looked at Aqua, she was happily watching Megumin messing around with the Dullahan. The Dullahan placed his head on his right hand and shrugged. You don't plan to give up explosion magic, no matter what. Even though I had taken the side of darkness, I was a knight before and have no interest in slaughtering the weak. But if you continue to bother me with such things around the castle, I have my way of handling things too. The Dullahan emitted a dangerous aura, making Megumin took a few steps back. But Megumin had a cocky smile. We are the ones being bothered, all right. Because of you staying in that castle, we couldn't even do our work properly. HMMP. You can only act high and mighty now. We have an expert that deals with the undead here. Master, I leave it to you. After throwing out big words, Megumin left everything in Aqua's hands. Hey, I guess it couldn't be helped. I don't know if you are a demon army's boss or what, but you are unlucky to come here when I am around. You are an undead, but you chose to come out in broad daylight when your power are weakened, you are just asking to be purified. It's all you fault that I couldn't take on quests as usual. Okay, are you ready to face the music? After Megumin addressed her as master, Aqua cheerfully stood before the Dullahan. The adventurers gulped nervously as they wonder how things would develop. Under the eyes of the masses, Aqua extended her hand out at the Dullahan. Seeing that, the Dullahan offered its head to Aqua, excitedly. This is probably the way for the Dullahan to express that it was watching seriously. Oh, impressive, you are not a normal priest, but an archpriest, right? But no matter what, I am still a boss of the Demon King army. I have not fallen so low that I would be purified by a low-level archpriest in a place like this. I have my ways of dealing with archpriests too. But I will start by torturing this girl of the Crimson Magic Clan. As Aqua was preparing to chant her spells, the Dullahan moved and pointed its index finger at Megumin. 
The Dullahan then shouted. I shall predict your death. You will die one week from now. As the Dullahan cast its spell, darkness grabbed Megumin's collar and hid Megumin behind her. Huh? Duh, darkness. As Megumin screamed, darkness's body glowed with a faint dark light. Damn, she was hit, was that a proclamation of death? Darkness are you all right? Does it hurt anywhere? I asked in a hurry, but darkness stretched her hands a few times to confirm it. Yeah, I didn't feel anything. She said casually. But the Dullahan did shouted. She will die one week from now. As Aqua was touching the cursed darkness everywhere, the Dullahan announced delightedly. That curse won't harm you now. My plans were a bit foiled, but since the camaraderie among adventurers is so deep that it must hurt more. Listen carefully, girl of the crimson magic. If this goes on, that crusader would die in a week. HMMP, your important companion would be tortured by the horror of Heath in the meantime. That's right, this is all your fault. In the following week, you will see the pain of your companion and regret your actions. Hmm, ha ha ha, you should have listened to me obediently. As Megumin's face was turning pale, because of the Dullahan's words, darkness shouted as she trembled. There, there is such a thing. That means you had cast a death curse on me, and I have to do, as you say, in order for you to release the curse. That's what you meant right. Huh? The Dullahan didn't get what darkness was saying and reacted plainly. I didn't understand what she was saying too. And I don't want to understand. Ugh. Just a mere curse, don't think you can make me submit. I won't yield. But, what should I do Kazuma? Look at that Dullahan, look at his evil lusty eyes under his helmet. No matter how I see it, he wants to bring me back to his castle and do as he please if I want him to release the curse. A pervert that wants me to do hardcore pervert play. The pitiful Dullahan, who was accused of being a sexual deviant pervert in public said. Huh? How pitiful. Even if you can do what you want with my body, you would never have my heart. I am going to become a female knight imprisoned in a castle and let the henchmen of the demon king do unreasonable things with me. Ah, what should I do? What should I do Kazuma? This situation is more thrilling than I expected. I don't want to go, but I have no choice. I will resist to the very last moment, so don't stop me. Well then, I will be back in a jiffy. Ha <laughs> ha. Stop right there, you can't go. Look how troubled the Dullahan is. Darkness was in a hurry to leave with the enemy. When I grabbed her collar from behind, I could see the Dullahan breathe in relief. And, anyway. If you have learned your lesson, stop casting explosion on my castle. And the crimson magic girl. If you want me to release the curse on that crusader, then come to my castle. If you can make it to my room at the top of the castle, I will release her curse. But, my minions are everywhere in the castles, and it's full of undead knights. Can you rookie adventurers make your way to me? Hmm hmm hmm, ha ha ha. After saying his piece, the Dullahan laughed loudly as he rode the headless horse parked outside the gate and went in the direction of the castle. Part 6 this development was too cruel and made the gathered adventurers stand stiff with a blank face. I was the same. Besides me, Megumin's face was green and she was trembling while gripping her staff hard. 
She planned to head out of town alone. Hey, where are you going? What do you plan to do? I tugged on Megumin's cape and Megumin struggled to go as she replied without turning her head. I am responsible for this incident. I will head to the castle and cast explosion on that Delahan directly to dispel darkness curse. There was no way Megumin could do it alone. That's why. I will go with you. If you met some minions and use your spell, it would be the end. I accompanied you all this while and didn't realize that was the castle of the boss, too. Megumin made a heavy expression when she heard me. In the end, she drooped her shoulders and gave up her original plan. Well, let's go together. But he said there will be a bunch of undead knights. If that is the case, weapons would be useless. My magic would be more practical. So you have to rely on me when the time comes. Megumin said with a smile. From the name Undead Knight, it should be an enemy wearing full armor. In the face of such foes, my cheap weapon would be useless. But I still had other ideas. I can use my detect enemy skill to search the monster in the castle and conceal myself with hide and sneak in. Or we can visit the castle every day and defeat the enemy on each level one day at a time before coming back. We will reduce the enemy's number slowly. Since the time limit is one week, this plan should work. Megumin probably felt there was hope after listening to my suggestion and cheered up. Megumin and I turned and looked at Darkness. Hey Darkness! We will definitely break your curse. So don't worry. Sacred Break Spell Just when I was encouraging Darkness, Aqua Spell interrupted me and Darkness' body glowed faintly. Darkness then looked as if she missed a chance for something and was down, in contrast, Aqua was happy as she said. With me around, breaking the curse of the Delahan is easy. What do you think? I look like a priest sometimes right? Huh, X2. And to think Megumin and I were debating so passionately, give my effort back to me. Part 7 A week after the Demon King army attack incident was resolved peacefully. I want to take a quest. It's fine even if it is a bit hard, let's take a quest. Huh, X2. Megumin and I expressed our displeasure when we heard Aqua say that. Except for Aqua, our wallets were very full. And there were only high difficulty quests left. I don't want to go out of my way to take these jobs. I am fine with it, but it's not enough with the firepower of me and Megumin. Darkness glanced at Megumin and me while saying this. Even if you look at us, Megumin and I had no reason to force ourselves to take a dangerous quest. Looking at how disinterested we were, Aqua cried out loud. Please I beg you. I don't want to work anymore. The store owner gets mad if I don't sell all the croquette. I will work hard. I will do my best this time. Megumin and I looked at each other. Aqua rushed to the bulletin board after hearing us say that. Kazuma, shouldn't you take a look too? If you leave it to Aqua, she will probably pick an incredible quest. You are correct. But I won't complain even if the quest is a bit hard. After listening to Megumin and Darkness comment, I had an ominous feeling. I came to the bulletin board and stood behind Aqua who was thinking about which quest to pick. Aqua didn't realize I was behind her and browsed the quest seriously. Finally, she tore a paper from the board. Good, good your head.
What quest are you taking? I snatched the client request from Aqua's hand. Hunting Manticore and Griffin, Manticore, are fighting for territory. It is dangerous to leave them alone, please hunt both of them. Bounty is 500,000 Eris. You idiot. I shouted as I returned it to the bulletin board. It was right to follow her. I was almost dragged down by her to take on an incredibly dangerous quest. What, we just need to let Megumin give them an explosion, while they are together, to settle it in one shot. Why are you so timid? This fellow was planning to let me take on the task of getting these two dangerous monsters to gather at the same spot. How about taking this quest and letting her do it alone? As I was thinking it over, Aqua tugged my sleeve excitedly. This one. Look at this one. Listening to what Aqua said, I took a look at the request form she was pointing at. Lake Purification, the lake, which was one of the water sources for the town had been polluted. Brutal alligators had moved into the lake. Request for someone to purify the lake. The monsters in the lake will leave after purifying the lake. There is no need to fight the monsters asterisk requirement. Priest with purification magic. Reward is 300,000 Eris. You can purify the lake? Aqua snorted and said. Idiot, who do you think I am? From my name and appearance, you should be able to tell what portfolio I had as a goddess, right? Aren't you the goddess of banquets? As if you hickey and E.T. I am the goddess of water, all right. Didn't you see my beautiful blue eyes and hair? I see. All right then, then take a look and see if there is any quest that looks fine. We will go with you if the quest isn't too bad. Earning 300,000 by just purifying the water, it's a great deal. Not needing to fight meant it was worth it. Let's take this one. Or rather, wouldn't you alone suffice if it is just purifying the water? You can hog all the rewards this way, right? But Aqua didn't agree with me. Well, I think the monsters will harass me while I am purifying the water, right? Before I finish the purification, I hope you all can protect me from the monsters. So that's the plan. But from the name Brutal Alligator, isn't it an alligator-type monster? That sounds dangerous. By the way, how long would the purification take? Five minutes or so? If it was just a short while, we could wing it with Megumin's explosion magic. Aqua tilted her head and said. About half a day? That's too long. Fending off monsters was such a dangerous name, who would want to do that? As I was planning to put the bulletin back. Ah. Please, I beg of you. There is no other quest that is as good. Please help me Kazuma-san. I was planning to stick the paper back on the bulletin board, but Aqua entangled my right hand and begged me for help. Looking at her, I thought of an idea. Nah, how does the purification process work? Hmm? To purify the water, I just need to touch the water with my hand and continuously cast purification magic. I see, she needs to touch the water. I had an idea, but that way. No, wait. Hey Aqua. I think there is a way to purify the water safely, you want to give it a try? Part 8 There was a large lake, some distance from town. This lake was one of the water source of the town, there was a stream flowing out of it, straight into town. The lake was besides a mountain, 
and water flowed endlessly down from it into the lake. I got it now. As stated in the request, the lake waters appeared a bit murky and showed signs of stagnation. I thought monsters prefer clean water, so that wasn't true. As I looked over the lake, I heard a timid voice behind me. Nah. Are we really going to do it this way? Aqua sounded really uneasy. My plan was flawless, what is there to worry about? Aqua spoke. I felt like a captured rare monster that is going to be sold. The rare monster was locked in a steel cage, hugging her knees in the center as she spoke. I planned to throw Aqua along with the cage into the lake. In the beginning, I was planning to let her stay inside the cage, some distance away from the cage. But since purification required contact with the waters, the plan had evolved into this. As the goddess of water, Aqua could stay in the bottom of the lake for an entire day without breathing and won't be uncomfortable. From what she claimed, even without purification magic, there would be purification effects just by immersing Aqua into the lake. That was her godly nature. No matter how lousy of a goddess she was, it was still impressive. Darkness and I had already moved Aqua's cage to the side of the lake. It was a steel cage, an equipment we loaned from the guild. As some of the requests include capturing monsters, these items were meant for such quests. We didn't come here to throw the useless goddess into the lake, so we don't need to carry it too far. We just need to put it by the lake so Aqua could come into contact with the water. This way, she would be fine even if the brutal alligators attacked her while she was purifying the waters. It was a cage meant to transport captured monsters anyway. It should be able to keep Aqua, who was inside safe. I heard from the guild staff that the monsters would leave the lake after purification was completed. But just in case they refused to leave Aqua after that, we attached a strong chain to the cage. Because the cage was heavy, we dragged it here using the horse we borrowed from town. In the event of an emergency, I intend to use the horse to drag the cage to escape. The cage had been lowered into the edge of the lake, soaking Aqua's feet and buttocks in water. Next would be maintaining the current situation as the three of us wait in the distance. Aqua hugged her knees and said softly, I feel like a tea bag being drained of its flavor. Part 9 The Purification Device Correction, Aqua had been placed in the lake for two hours. There was no sign of any monsters attacking her. Darkness, Megumin, and I stayed on land about 20 meters from Aqua to watch over her. I yelled at Aqua who was soaked in the lake. Hey, Aqua! How is the purification going? Is it cold staying in the lake? Give a holler if you want to go to the restroom. I will let you out of the cage. I yelled from afar, and Aqua yelled back. Purification is proceeding smoothly. And I don't need to go to the restroom. Archpriest doesn't go to the restroom. Aqua said something idols in the old days would say. I was worried about her since she had been in the water for quite a while, but she seemed to be doing fine. There seems to be no problems. By the way, Crimson Magic Clansmen don't need to use the washroom either. Megumin said without me asking. You and Aqua were always eating so much. Where did all that stuff go? I felt like retorting. As a crusader, I also don't need to go. Ugh. Darkness, don't compete with these two. For Megumin and Aqua who insist they don't need to use the restroom, 
I will accept a quest that can't be completed in a day to confirm if they really don't need to use the washroom. Don't, don't do that okay? The Crimson Magic Clan really don't use the washroom. But I apologize, so don't do that. By the way, the brutal alligators are not coming. It would be great if things ends peacefully, like this. Megumin said something that definitely raised a flag. And as if on cue, ripples appeared somewhere on the lake. In term of size, it was about the same as alligators on Earth. But it was a monster after all, so there was some difference with Earth's alligators. Ka, Kazuma. Something is coming over. Nah, lots of things are coming here. Seemed like the alligator of this world moved in a group. Four hours since purification began. Aqua simply soaked herself in the water in the beginning and used the passive skill of the goddess to purify the lake, but she probably wanted to finish the purification sooner and head back, so she had been chanting purification magic nonstop. Purification. Purification, purification. A large group of alligators was surrounding Aqua's cage and gnawing at it. Purification. Purification. The cage is creaking. It's creaking. The cage, cage is making weird sounds. Aqua screamed in the cage, but we couldn't blow them away with explosion magic either, so we couldn't do anything about it. Aqua. Tell us if you want to give up. If you want to give up, we will drag you along with the cage with the chain. I had been shouting that towards the cage for some time now, but Aqua refused to abort the quest, despite being terrified. I, I don't wanna. Giving up now means wasting the time I spent so far, and not being able to collect the bounty. Purification. Purification. Wahaha. There was a cracking sound. The cage made a sound it shouldn't be making. Aqua screamed in tears while the brutal alligator that surrounded her didn't even look at us. Darkness mumbled to herself as she looked at the situation over there. Staying in that cage seemed rather good. You better not go there. Seven hours after purification began. The battered cage was alone in the lake. There were bite marks all over the cage after the brutal alligators attacked it. The purification was probably done, so the brutal alligator left the cage and moved upstream. The sound of Aqua chanting purification spell couldn't be heard anymore. Or rather, about an hour ago, we did not hear Aqua who was surrounded by the brutal alligators make any sound. Hey Aqua, are you alright? The brutal alligators had left for some other place. We approached the cage to check on how Aqua was doing. Sniff. Ugh. Hick. If you were so terrified and cried while hugging your knees, you should have given up the quest earlier. But it was hard to blame her under the circumstances. Good girl, the purification is done, let's go back. I had discussed with Darkness and Megumin, we won't take the reward this time. The 300,000 is all yours. The shoulders of Aqua who buried her face between her knees trembled. But she didn't want to come out from the cage. Hey, it's time to come out of the cage, all the brutal alligators are gone. When she heard me, Aqua said something softly. Directly like this. What did she say? She said, the world outside the cage is scary, so bring her back to town directly like this. Seemed that after hunting toads, this quest had left deep psychological trauma in Aqua's heart too. Do not do not do, nah, 
Do, na. Eh. Hey Aqua, we are already back in town, can you stop singing that song? We are gathering a lot of attention, just by dragging a battered cage, with a woman hugging her knees inside. And it's safe back in town, it's about time you come out. Don't wanna. This is my holy realm. The world outside is scary, I don't want to come out for now. The horse dragged the cage with Aqua who refused to come out inside. We completed the quest safety and returned to town. Under the gaze of the townsfolk, we head for the guild. Because Aqua who don't want to come out and walk, our speed was slow, despite the horse helping to drag the cage. But aside from the psychological trauma, there was no damage worth mentioning. Although I wanted to try out my equipment and spells, it was still great to finish the quest leisurely. Completing the quest without any issues was great. Maybe it was because I raised a flag with my thoughts. God, Goddess-sama. Isn't this Goddess-sama? What are you doing in such a place? A man suddenly shouted and rushed to Aqua who shut herself inside the cage and grabbed the bars. And amazingly, the bars that held up to the bites of the brutal alligator was bent easily by this guy, and he offered a hand to Aqua. Ignoring Megumin and me, who were dumbstruck, the unknown man reached for the speechless Aqua. Hey, don't act familiar with my companion and touch her. Who are you? If she knew you, why would Aqua not have any reaction? As the man was about to take Aqua's hand, darkness stopped him. Unlike her envious eyes, when she saw Aqua surrounded by brutal alligator, darkness was now a shield protecting her comrades, a proud crusader. It would be great if she always act this way. The man glanced at darkness, sighed, and shook his head. His demeanor seemed to be saying he didn't want to create trouble, but he had no choice. The man's attitude clearly pissed off darkness, who doesn't normally show her emotion openly. As the tension rose, I went to Aqua who continued to hug her knees and refused to leave the cage, despite the situation and whispered. Hey, it's someone you know right? He called you Gaudasama just now. Go and handle that man. After hearing what I said, Aqua made a what are you talking about, face and Ah. Goddess. That's right, I am a goddess. And? What problems do you want this goddess to settle? You guys are really helpless. Aqua finally came out of the cage. Did this girl really forgot about being a goddess? After exiting the cage, Aqua tilted her head at that man. Who are you? She didn't know him. No, she probably did. Because the man opened his eyes wide in surprise. Aqua probably just forgot about him. Why are you saying this goddess-sama? It's me Mitsuruji, Kuya. I received the sword gram from you. Aqua still tilted her head, but I finally got it. His name might sound like the protagonist of an anime or manga, but since it was a Japanese name, he must have gotten a powerful weapon from Aqua and came here before me. That man who seemed to have a strong sense of justice had a head of brown hair and was the cool type. He was wearing armor that looked expensive and glowed and blew brightly. On his waist was a sword in a black scabbard. Behind him was a beauty with a long spear that was the warrior type, and a pretty girl wearing leather armor with a dagger on her waist. This fellow claiming to be Mitsuruji was about my age. To describe this man in one sentence. He looked like the main character of a manga. Ah. Yes yes, there was such a person. 
Sorry, I totally forgot about you. I sent a lot of people here, so it couldn't be helped if I forgot. After an explanation from Mitsuruji and I, Aqua finally remembered. His face was a bit awkward, but Mitsuruji still smiled at Aqua and said, Eh, it's been a while, Aqua-sama. As your chosen hero, I had been working hard every day. My job is sword master. I am already level 37. Oh right, why is Aqua-sama doing here? Or rather, why were you locked in the cage? Mitsuruji said as he stole glances at me. When Aqua sent him to this world, she made up something about him being chosen by the gods and as a hero. Those irresponsible words. She didn't remember this person existed, which showed how irresponsible her words to Mitsuruji was. So in Mitsuruji's eyes, I was the one locking Aqua in the cage? Well, normal people would think so. Even if I told him she was the one who didn't want to come out, this guy wouldn't believe me. Even me who saw it with my own eyes won't believe there was such a weird goddess. I told Mitsuruji what happened to Aqua and me after transporting to this world. Preposterous, this is too illogical. What are you thinking? Bring Goddess-sama to this world? And you locked her in a cage and threw her in the lake for this quest? Mitsuruji grabbed my collar in righteous fury. Aqua restrained him in a hurry. You, what are you doing? This is nothing, I am living every day happily, and am not angry about being brought to this world. And I can go back after defeating the Demon King. Today's quest was a bit scary, but it was resolved smoothly. No one was hurt and the rewards is 300,000, 300,000. And everyone said they will let me take all of it. Mitsuruji looked at Aqua with pitiful eyes after hearing what she said. Aqua-sama, I don't know how this man talked you into this but you are being treated too illogically. After such a sacrifice, you only earned 300, 000. You are a goddess. For a goddess to be treated this way. By the way, where do you stay at night? I felt like telling Mitsuruji not to keep saying goddess by the side of the road, but he seemed to be on the verge of losing it, so I decided to shut up. For a first meeting, this guy is really rude. He doesn't understand Aqua at all. Hearing Mitsuruji say that, Aqua was a bit frightened and answered timidly. With everybody, in the stables. Huh? Mitsuruji grabbed my collar with more force. Hey, that hurts. Darkness grabbed Mitsuruji's hand at this moment. Hey, watch yourself and remove your hand. You had been unreasonable all this while. This must be the first time you met Kazuma, there should be a limit to how rude you can be. Darkness who was usually quiet when she wasn't spouting nonsense had gotten angry. On a closer look, Megumin had picked up her upgraded staff and seemed to be chanting explosion magic. Wait, stop it you. Mitsuruji let go of his hand and observed Darkness and Megumin excitedly. Crusader and Archwizard? And? They look rather good too. Seems that you had great luck in finding companions, but that doesn't make sense. Don't you feel ashamed in letting Aqua and these two excellent members sleep in the stables? You mentioned your job as the weakest adventurer, right? From the way this guy described it, my situation seemed great. From the people who didn't know us, I seemed so lucky. I whispered to Aqua. Nah, nah, isn't staying in the stables the norm for adventurers in this world? Why is this guy so mad? 
Well, I think he was granted a powerful sword when he was transported to this world, and completed a bunch of high-difficulty quests from the beginning. He probably had no worries about money. But that is the usual case for people with special abilities or equipment. A flame of anger burned in my heart after I listened to Aqua's answer. The guy who didn't undergo any hardship because of a powerful sword gifted to him. Why is he acting so high and mighty to me who had to work hard from the very start? He didn't realize my seething anger and said to Aqua, Darkness, and Megumin with a sympathetic smile. It must have been hard on you all so far. Please join me from now on. Of course, I won't let you all sleep in the stables, and will buy the full set of premium equipment for you. The balance of the team is great. I am a sword master, my warrior comrade and you as a crusader, along with my thief comrade, this arch wizard, and Aquasama. What a perfect combination, it's a match made in heaven. Era, it didn't include me. Well, I don't want to join this guy's party anyway. After hearing Mitsurugi's proposal, my three companions started talking among themselves. Mitsurugi might be a self-centered hero, but the terms he offered wasn't bad. And compared to acting alongside me, going with Mitsurugi offered an easier route for Aqua to take down the Demon King. The Demon King needed to be defeated before Aqua could return to heaven. Although I only thought of her as a complimentary gift for moving to this world, but Heavens would probably allow her to return if she finished the job of defeating the Demon King with another hero. I thought Aqua and the others would be moved with such excellent terms, so I strained my ears behind them to listen. In the end, it feels wrong. He is so bad that it made me cringe. And he was the one doing all the talking with his narcissistic tendencies, which frightened me. What should we do? For some reason I am unable to physically accept this man. I prefer active people over passive ones, but somehow that guy makes me want to beat him up. Can I cast my magic? Can I throw an explosion spell into the face of that elite putting up a front who had never went through any hardship before? Era, their perception of you were rather negative, Mitsurugi-san. After that, Aqua tugged my sleeve and said, Nakazuma, let's hurry to the guild, okay? I might be the one who gave him the powerful sword, but I think it would be better not to get too close with such people. To be honest, his action was infuriating, but it would be best to leave as Aqua suggested. Well, my companions don't seem keen to join your party, and the opinion is unanimous. We still need to report the completion of the quest, so we will take our leave. After finishing, I lead the horse dragging the cage and prepared to go. Could you please move out of the way? I said in an annoyed tone to Mitsurugi, who was blocking my way. What should I do? He is the type who doesn't listen to others. Excuse me, but Aquasama is the one who bestowed this sword to me, and seeing my benefactor who granted me power fall to such a state, I couldn't simply ignore it. You couldn't save the world, the one to defeat the demon king would be me. It would be better for Aquasama to follow me. You said you chose Aqua as the item to be brought along to this world with you, right? Yes, going by the cliché developments of manga, I could predict what would happen next. This guy would definitely. If that is the case, how about making a bet? You chose Aquasama as the thing to be brought along with you, right? If I win, you have to give Aquasama to me. If you win, I can promise you one thing, anything. Okay, I accept. Take this. Just as I predicted. 
I was almost at my limits, and attacked without saying anything more. I moved my left hand out of the way and used my right to swing my sheathed sword at him immediately. The first to move wins, there is nothing unscrupulous about it. And a high-level sword master with a powerful sword challenging a novice adventurer with weak gears was the unscrupulous one. Mitsuruji didn't expect me to attack the moment I answer him. Eh? Wait. Hold. Mitsuruji seemed to be in a panic, but as expected of a high-level adventurer. He drew his sword and braced it horizontally to fend off my sword. As the sword in my right hand was about to hit Mitsuruji's sword, I reached out my left hand. Steel. The moment I yelled, I felt the weight of a sword in my left hand. Oh, I hit the jackpot. The sword Mitsuruji was planning to block my blow with disappeared from his hands. Huh, X3. I wonder who uttered such foolish sounds. Probably everyone present except for me. With my stealing skill working together with my attack, Mitsuruji who couldn't do anything was hit hard on the hard by me. Scumbag. Scumbag scumbag scumbag. How dirty. You are the worst, scumbag. Can't you fight honorably? Mitsuruji's two female companions lectured me. It was music to my ears. Although it was with the scabbard, Mitsuruji was still hit by a rather heavy sword on the head and laid on the ground with the white of his eyes showing, it was pretty comical. I announced to the two followers who were protesting. No matter what, I won. This guy said he will promise me anything if he lost right? Then I would be taking this sword. After hearing what I said, one of the follower became agitated. What? What absurd thing are you saying? And only Kuya could use that magic sword, the magic sword will choose its owner. It had chosen Kuya as its master, the blessing of the sword won't work on you. After listening to the girl's confident words, I turned towards Aqua. Is that true? I can't use the spoils of war. I was thinking that I had finally gotten a strong piece of equipment. It's true. Regrettably, the sword Gram is the exclusive weapon of that unpleasant guy. It bestows one with arm strength beyond the human limits when equipped, and the sword is a sharp weapon that can cut through steel like a vegetable. But in Kazuma's hands, this would just be a normal sword. So there was such a thing, but since I got something great, I should take it with me. I would be on my way then. Tell that guy when he wakes up that he was the one who wanted the duel, so no complaints. All right, let's go to the guild for the bounty, Aqua. After finishing, I turned to leave. Mitsuruji's female companion raised their weapon against me. You you you, hold it right there. Give Kiya's sword back. We won't acknowledge your win. And so, I lift my hands and wriggled my fingers before the two ladies. It's fine if you want to bring it on, but I believe in gender equality, a man who dares to use drop kicks against girls. Don't think I will hold back against you too. I should say that since you are girls, I might humiliate you in public using my steel skill. The two girls looked at my hand, worried about their safety in some ways, and backed off, with an uneasy face. Ugwa, X3. My companions looked at me with scornful eyes, which pricks me. Dragging the borrowed cage with us, we finally made it back to the guild. Since we decided all the rewards would go to Aqua, 
I left the task of reporting the completion of the quest to Aqua and the others while I returned the borrowed horse. I took my spoils, that magic sword to a certain place and reached the Adventurer's Guild a bit later than the others. But. W.H. Why? Aqua's loud voice could be heard from inside the guild. Does this girl want to create commotions everywhere she went? I entered the guild and saw Aqua grabbing a staff of the guild with tearing eyes. Didn't I tell you, the cage I borrowed from you wasn't damaged by me. It was that Mitsuruji guy who bent the bars, why do I have to pay for it? I see, that guy did bent the bars in an attempt to save Aqua without getting the full story. And Aqua had to compensate for that broken cage. Aqua insisted for a moment, but she probably gave up, taking the reward and came to our tables with heavy footsteps. The bounty this time, after deducting the compensation for the broken cage, there is only 100,000 heiress left. They said the cage was made from a special process and material, so it cost 200, 000. Seeing how dejected Aqua was, even I felt a little sorry for her. Meeting Mitsuruji was an unexpected disaster for Aqua. Next time I meet that man, I will definitely give him a god blow. And get him to cough up the compensation for the cage. Aqua sat on her chair and pinched the menu hard and said, through her grit teeth, As for me, I don't want to ever see him again. As Aqua was grumbling grudgingly. So that's where you are. I had a hard time finding you, Kazuma Sato. We were just talking about Mitsuruji when he showed up with his two female underlings at the entrance of the guild. Shouting my full name, which I never told him, Mitsuruji rushed to our table and slammed both hands down. Kazuma Satu. I asked a female thief about you and she told me everything immediately. She said you like to strip women of their panties. Other than that, your interest is to cover girls in slime. Lots of people are talking about you, devilish Kazuma. Hold on, who is the one spreading this, tell me properly. I know who the thief was, but the problem was the other parts. Spreading such rumors from somewhere and adding the title devilish before my name. As Mitsuruji closed in on me with a serious face, Aqua stepped before him. Aquasama. I swear to you, after getting my sword back from that man, I will definitely defeat the demon king. So please join me and form a party pu ah. Ah. Kuya, X2. After being punched by the silent Aqua, Mitsuruji flew out. Mitsuruji's two female companions rushed to the fallen Mitsuruji. Mitsuruji showed a baffled face, not understanding why he was hit. Aqua took large steps towards him, grabbed his collar and said, Compensate me for the cage you destroyed. It's all your fault that I had to compensate for that cage. Because that cage was made through a special process and material, it cost 300,000 okay, 300,000. You hear me, pay up. Didn't you say the cage cost 200,000 just now? Mitsuruji, who haven't even stood up after being sent flying by Aqua's punch remained seated as he forked out the cash. After getting the money from Mitsuruji, the satisfied Aqua picked up the menu once again. Mitsuruji composed himself, watching Aqua who was calling for the waitress happily with a menu in hand as he said to me begrudgingly. Even though I was defeated in that way, it was still my loss. Although it is shameless and selfish of me to say this after promising to do anything you wish. But I beg of you. Could you return the sword to me? 
That sword wouldn't be of much use to you, it is just sharper than normal swords if you wield it. That's the most you could get out of the sword. How about this? If you want a sword, I can buy the best sword in any shop and give it to you. Could you please return it to me? He said himself that it was a selfish request. No matter how useless, Aqua was still the gift I was bestowed with when I came to this world, something I should get when I make up my mind to come to this world. In other words, the thing I gambled was of equal worth with Mitsuruji's sword. But if you ask me whether Aqua's worth was equivalent to the magic sword, I could only refuse to answer. Using me as a prize without my permission, and asking for your sword back by offering to buy a good sword in exchange, there's no way this deal would work. Or do you think my worth is equal to the most expensive sword in a shop? Insolent fool, insolent. I am a goddess after all, to use me as a betting chip. What the hell were you thinking? I don't to ever see your face again, Shu. Hurry up, scram. Aqua held the menu in one hand while waving the other, gesturing for Mitsuruji to leave as she said it out loud, which made Mitsuruji turn pale. It couldn't be helped, who asked him to create trouble and then do this, no wonder Aqua got angry. Please, please wait Aqua-sama. I am not looking down on your value. As Mitsuruji was explaining, Megumin tugged Mitsuruji's sleeve. What is it little girl? Hmm? After getting Mitsuruji's attention, Megumin pointed at me. To be precise, she was pointing at my waist. Just a heads up, the sword is no longer with this man. Mitsuruji noticed after hearing Megumin say that. Saw, Satu Kazuma. Where is the sword? Yu Yu, where did you take my sword to? He was breaking out in cold sweat as he pressed me for an answer. I replied in three words. I sold it. Damn you. Mitsuruji rushed out of the guild in tears. What is with that guy? Speaking of which, he had been addressing Aqua as a goddess all this while, what is up with that? After Mitsuruji left the guild. That commotion drew the curious eyes of many adventurers. Under these circumstances, Darkness asked. Right, the word goddess was mentioned so many times, it was normal for her to ask. No, should I use this chance to tell both Megumin and Darkness? I looked at Aqua who had a face saying that she knew what I wanted to say as she nodded. Aqua then showed her rare serious expression to face Darkness and Megumin. Darkness and Megumin also noticed that Aqua felt different and was listening carefully to her. I had never told you this before, but I decided to say it. I am Aqua. One of the patron goddess of the Axis cult, goddess of water. That's right, I am that goddess Aqua. So you had that dream, X2. That's wrong. And why did both of you say the same thing together? So it turned out this way. At this moment. Emergency broadcast. Emergency broadcast. Attention all adventurers, please prepare all your equipment and gather at the town's main gate ready for battle. The familiar emergency public announcement sounded out loudly. Again. There are so many of these emergency summons recently. Can I not go? I knew I probably can't, but after that incident with Mitsuruji, I felt so lazy. As I rest my face lazily on the table. Emergency broadcast. Emergency broadcast. Attention all adventurers, please prepare all your equipment and gather at the town's main gate ready for battle. 
especially Sato Kazuma-san and his companions, please head to the scene as soon as possible. Huh? Ending this poor excuse of a battle. Part 1. I rushed to the main gate. The lightly armored me led the way, Aqua and Megumin reached shortly after. Only the heavily armored darkness was still on the way. Oh, just as I suspected. This guy is here again. When we reached the main gate, there were many adventurers gathered there already. And that guy was at the main gate, which all the novice adventurers kept a distance away from. That's right, it was that demon army boss, Dullahan. I was a bit curious when I saw the troubled faces of the adventurers preceding me, but I understood why when I looked at what was behind the Dullahan. Unlike the last time, he brought a whole gang of monsters with it. It was a group of knight, wearing tattered armor. The cracks in their armors and helmets were semi-visible. If you looked closely, they probably didn't have a proper meal for quite a while. You might even catch a glimpse of their rotten body, which would leave psychological trauma. With just a glance, it was clear the armored knights were undead. After it saw Megumin and me, it roared. Why didn't you come to the castle, you are inhuman? I walked in front of Megumin to protect her and asked the Dullahan. Well? You asked why we didn't go to the castle, but why must we go? And what do you mean by inhuman? We had stopped casting explosion magic, so why are you mad? The Dullahan was furious when he heard me and was on the verge of throwing the thing in its left hand onto the ground. But it remembered that was its head and moved it to its abdomen. Stopped casting explosion? You say it stopped? Stop lying to me. That crimson magic clan girl, with a screw loose, had never stopped coming. Huh? After hearing him, I looked at Megumin, besides me. Megumin averted her eyes immediately. You did go right. I told you not to, but you still went all this while. Hurts hurts hurts, it's painful all right. No, listen to me Kazuma. I was satisfied with casting explosion on an empty plane not so long ago. But after I knew the charm of attacking a castle with magic, my body changed and I could only accept big and hard things. Don't fidget around and say those kinds of things. And you couldn't move after casting your spell. That means you have an accomplice. Who in the world? I pinched Megumin cheeks and said, and it was Aqua's turn to avert her gaze this time. It's you right. Wahaha. Because because, that Dullahan caused me to be unable to work normally, I want to vent my frustration. I was lectured by the store owner every day, because of him. You were lectured, because you didn't take your work seriously. As I grabbed the collar of Aqua who attempted to escape, the Dullahan continued. I am not so furious because of the explosion magic. Don't you all have the will to save your comrade? I might be this way now but before I was executed because of unjust reasons and morphed into a monster, I was a honorable knight. In my eyes, that crusader who was cursed while protecting her companions was the classic model of a knight, but you abandoned her. When the Dullahan reached this part, Darkness who arrived in her clanking armor, late, quietly made her way to my side. The Dullahan locked eyes with Darkness, who was blushing because of the compliments. He, hello. Darkness looked a bit guilty, timidly lifting a hand to the Dullahan in greeting. What? What is up with this, Dash? Seeing her action, the Dullahan yelled in surprise. Its expression was blocked by its helmet, 
but he probably had a WTF face. Why? It had been a week since darkness was cursed, but she is still alive, that shocked it right. That Dullahan definitely thought we would head to the castle, to break the curse, and was waiting for us, in vain, huh? It didn't even know I broke the curse in no time after it left, right? Poo hee hee. This is too funny. Super funny. Ads by Pub Future. Aqua pointed her finger at the Dullahan and laughed nonstop. The Dullahan's expression still can't be seen, but from the way its shoulder was trembling, it was definitely very furious. But since Aqua broke the curse and we knew it was definitely a trap, we had no reason to visit the dangerous castle. Hey, you there. If I get serious, I could kill all the adventurers in town and massacre the townsfolk. Don't think I will keep letting you off. I am of the undead and will never know fatigue. You bunch of rookies won't be able to hurt me. Aqua's taunt pushed the Dullahan's patience to its limit and it had a dangerous air about it. But before the Dullahan could do anything else, Aqua extended her right hand and shout. I am the one who has no reason to let you off. I won't let you escape this time. To act so flashy for a mere undead, how arrogant. Disappear, turn undead. A bright white light illuminated from Aqua's outstretched hand. Even though it saw Aqua casting a spell, the Dullahan wasn't scared and didn't plan to dodge. As expected of a boss of the demon army, seemed like he was really confident. The gentle light, which came out of Aqua closed in on the Dullahan. You think the boss of the demon king army wouldn't be prepared to fight priests? Too bad. Including me, all the undead knights in this band had received the protection of the demon king. We have very high resistance against holy spell, ah. After getting blasted by the magic, the parts that was hit emitted black smoke. The Dullahan that was so confident was smoking all over. He was shaking all over and couldn't even stand properly, but he still put on a strong facade. Aqua shouted when she saw this. Nah, nah, Kazuma. This is strange, it's not working on him. No, it looked plenty useful to me, he was screaming, ah, so loudly. The Dullahan took unsteady steps and said. What did the broadcast just say? HMMP, hmm. Wait for me to finish. I am Beldia, one of the boss of the Demon King army, Dullahan Beldia. With this armor that was enchanted by the Demon King and my own powers, turn undead from a normal priest won't work on me. It shouldn't work at all. As it spoke, the Dullahan shifted the head in its hand so it was slanting to one side. It was probably trying to tilt its head. Never mind, because our diviner was raging on about a strong light descending near this town, so I came here to investigate. In the beginning, I thought it was too much of a hassle and considered destroying the entire town. Veldia who was starting to get as unreasonable as go asteriska held its head with its left hand and lifted his empty right hand up here. TL, the bully from Doryman, dot. HMMP, you are not worthy enough for me to do it personally. Go, my brothers. Let them know what hell tastes like. Ah. That guy was definitely scared because Aqua's spell was unexpectedly effective. He is planning to use his minions to attack us, while he escapes by himself, to somewhere safe. That that that's not it. This was my plan from the very beginning. The boss of the Demon King army are not weaklings who escape on their own. You wouldn't fight the boss at the very start, 
of course she would need to defeat the underlings first, that's the tradition since ancient time. Sacred turn undead. Yaha, Veldia only spoke halfway when it screamed due to Aqua's spell. A white magic circle appeared at Veldia's feet and a light that led straight into the sky was there. Veldia's armor was fuming black smog, and it rolled on the ground as if it was attempting to put out the fire on it. Aqua said in a panic. What, what should we do Kazuma? This is strange. My spell is not effective on it. Looking at the way it was screaming its head off, I thought it was pretty effective. No, turn undead should be able to destroy the undead in one shot. But. Damn, damn you. Let someone who is talking finish. Enough. Hey, my brethren. Even though smog was coming from all over its body, Beldia stood up slowly and lift its right hand. All the people in this town. Kill them all. He cut his right hand down as the cue. Part 2. Undead Knights. A monster one tier higher than zombies. Although their armor were tattered, but with their defensive gear, it was a threat to novice adventurers. Wah! Priests! Get the priests here! Someone go to Eris Church for holy water, get all that you can! As the adventurers shouted tensely, the undead knight invaded the town. The adventurers tried to intercept them. But as if to mock their effort, Beldia laughed loudly. HMMP, ha ha ha, come, let me hear your screams, of, despair. As it was laughing, wah, wah. Why just me? I, I am a goddess. A goddess, so I always do good deeds. Ah. How, how scheming. I am the one who always does good deeds, why are all the undead knights running over to Aqua? Aqua said something ungoddess-like, while Darkness said something that was hard to comment on with an envious face. For some reason, the undead knights didn't lay their hands on the townsfolk and were chasing after Aqua, enthusiastically. You, what are you all doing? Don't just chase that priest, cover this town with the blood the residents and adventurers. Beldia shouted in panic when it saw the situation. I wondered if these mindless low-tier undead were seeking salvation, and gathered at the sight of the aqua goddess, because of their instincts. Although I didn't know why the undead were chasing after aqua, but this is a great chance. Hey Megumin, could you cast an explosion spell on that bunch of undead knights? Eh. This is inside the town and they are too dispersed, I might miss some of them. At this moment, wah, Kazuma-san. Kazuma-san. Aqua brought a large crowd of undead knights with her and came in my direction. Hey. You fool. Hey, don't come this way. Lure them somewhere else and I will treat you to dinner tonight. I will pay for dinner, just help me get rid of these undead. They are weird. I couldn't purify them with turn undead. Damn it. Is this the protection of the demon King Beldia mentioned? No, wait, wait a minute. Megumin, wait outside the town and stand by your spell. Huh? Got. Got it. After shouting to Megumin, I brought Aqua who rushed to me and charged out of town. I intentionally passed by the adventurers that were battling the undead knights, getting as many undead knights to follow Aqua as possible. After that, Kazuma-san. How does it look behind me? I think we got all the undead knight in town to follow us, 
I turned back and the undead knight chasing Aqua had turned into a large crowd. Aqua and I left the town and the undead knights followed. At this moment, Megumin, do it now. Under my command, Megumin took off her eye patch, raised her staff and her eyes were shining. What a wonderful situation. I am grateful, thank you Kazuma. I am Megumin. The elite wizard of the Crimson Magic Clan, user of explosion magic. Demon King, Boss Beldia. Watch my power closely. Explosion. Megumin cast the explosion spell she was great in and ignited it in the center of the undead army. Part 3. The explosion spell created a crater right before the main gate, blowing all the undead knights away. As everyone was in silence because of the power of the spell. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Everyone is lost for words after witnessing the power of my explosion. Foo ah, including narrating this speech, all this, feels so good. Megumin could be heard saying proudly. Want me to piggyback you? Ah, thank you. And I couldn't move because I was too pleased with the spell. Could you help me put my eye patch back? A short distance away from me. Megumin, who exhausted her mana was lying face down there. I lifted Megumin up, put on her eye patch, and carried her on my back. My mouth is full of sand. Aqua who was closest to the undead knight spat the sand out of her mouth as she walked towards me. It seemed that the explosion spell made her trip and fall. The dust from the explosion had not yet settled when all the adventurers in town cheered. Whoa! That's awesome, girl with a screw loose. The crimson magic girl with a screw loose took all of them out. So aside from your weird name and loose screw, you are great when it is time to perform, I am impressed. Megumin wriggled on my back when she heard the cheers coming from town. Sorry, I want to cast an explosion on those people, please bring me over there. You have used all your mana. You did great today, be confident and have a good rest. Thank you for your hard work. Hearing me say that, Megumin hugged onto me with her heart at ease. And of course, I felt something soft on my back, something, soft. She was pressing her chest onto my back, but I didn't feel sensation like that. Well, it's expected of a lowly. Crimson magic clans have high intelligence. Megumin suddenly said. Want me to guess what Kazuma is thinking about? I am thinking that Megumin's breasts are bigger than they looks. It was obvious I didn't mean it which caused Megumin to attempt to strangle me. At the town entrance, Beldia stared at us. More accurately, it was staring at Megumin, who was on my back. Finally, Beldia's shoulders started to tremble. Was it angry that all its undead minions were wiped out? No, foo, ha ha ha. Interesting. That's interesting. To think my minions would be wiped out in a novice town like this. All right, I will keep my promise. Hey, hold up. Hey, wait. I will take care of you all personally. Beldia, who was standing at the town entrance, lifted its great sword and charged at us. Part 4 Long before Beldia reached us. Lots of armed adventurers surrounded Beldia at a distance in order to protect us, and approached him slowly. When Beldia saw this situation, it held its head in one hand and a sword in the other, and shrugged happily. Oh? The target I prioritized should be those two over there. But. 
HMMP, if you all could defeat me through a stroke of luck, you would get a hefty sum of bounty, come, novice adventurers dreaming of getting rich instantly. All of you come at me at together. When they heard it talking about getting rich instantly, the adventurers who were closing in started discussing among themselves. And then a man who looked like a warrior. Hey, no matter how strong it is, it doesn't have eyes on its back, surround it and attack. An adventurer on the flank of Beldia shouted. He had raised an obvious death flag. Hey, the opponent is a boss of the Demon King army, how could such a simple tactic take him down? I warned the male warrior who said the script a victim. And to support them, I drew my sword. No, think about it carefully. Even if a super low level like me slash at him, the results would be clear. More importantly, I had to bring Megumin on my back to a safe place. Bring her to a safe place, and then what? Megumin was out of mana. Aqua spell, couldn't deal a fatal blow. How about telling everyone to run away? As I was thinking about these, the male warrior who had Beldia surrounded prepared to attack. Just by more time. After hearing the emergency broadcast, the ace of this town will definitely rush over. If that guy is here, the boss of the Demon King army would be done for. Hey brothers, let's go together. Aim for its blind spot. All at the same time. Facing the man who shouted this as he attacked, Beldia tossed his head high into the air with one hand. The ace of this town? I don't know who he was referring to, but was there such a famed and capable adventurer in town? As I was thinking about those, Beldia's head was high in the sky and looked downwards. I felt a chill when I saw this scene. Not just me, the adventurers around me realized it too. Stop. Don't go. I shouted, attempting to restrain the adventurers whose name I don't even know. But Beldia seemed to have eyes on its back, dodging the attacks of all the adventurers. Huh? That was the sound the adventurer slashing at him uttered. I wasn't sure which adventurer it was. Beldia dodged all the attack easily, it gripped its great sword in both hands. In a blink of an eye, Beldia slashed at all the adventurers who attacked it. The people who were alive moments ago were now dead. Such illogical things made me realize the realities of this world. It was the sound of the men falling limply onto the ground. Beldiel listened to these sound with satisfaction and raised a hand into the air. His head landed safely into his palm. Beldiel didn't think much about this series of actions and said leisurely. Who's next? All the adventurers on scene were intimidated by these words. One girl said in a high pitch. Trash, trash like you. Trash like you will be done in with just a slash from Mitsuruji. Huh? My mind kept working. The Mitsuruji she mentioned was the one whose sword was taken by me and sold. That's right, just hold on a bit longer. When that magic sword guy comes, he could definitely take on the boss of the Demon King army. You are Beldia, right? Let me tell you, there is a powerful and high-level guy in this town. Shit, oh shit. I looked at Aqua with a pale face, but Aqua was already gone from that spot. Other than Mitsuruji, Aqua was the only one with the ability to be an ace. She didn't even look at the Beldia, running to the side of the killed adventurers, doing something as she stayed close to their corpse. Maybe it was her obligation as a goddess to send the dead on their way. 
After seeing the adventurers in solid armor dying in one blow, nobody wanted to stand before Beldia and oppose him. Oh? So you are my next opponent? Beldia held its head with its left hand and a sword in its right. It looked at Darkness, who was standing before it, protecting Megumin and me. It thought it was interesting and moved the head in its hand closer to Darkness. Darkness took a stance, holding a sword with both hands, shielding the two of us behind her. She doesn't look like a pervert anymore, but a dependable crusader. After witnessing Aqua and Megumin's strength, Beldia probably thought Darkness was powerful in her own way too. Beldia maintained its posture against Darkness, keeping on guard without moving. Darkness's tough and white armor glittered under the sun in contrast to Beldia's black armor. The adventurers who attacked Beldia were all wearing armor too. But this boss of the Demon King army still slaughtered them, despite their armor. Darkness was always boasting confidently that she was harder than anyone. I don't know if she could withstand Beldia's attacks. As I was wondering if I should stop Darkness, she probably noticed my worry and announced confidently. Don't worry Kazuma. In terms of toughness and taking hits, I won't lose to anyone. And I can use my skills on my weapon and armor too. Beldia's sword might be powerful, but you do really think it could cut through steel armor like paper? From how the adventurers were killed, Beldia probably possessed powerful attack skills. I want to find out how my defense does against it. Darkness was aggressive today. But even if you defended successfully, your attack still won't hit right? Don't do it. Beldia not only hits hard, it is great at dodging too, right? All the adventurers attacking at the same time couldn't hit him. There's no way you could with how clumsy you are. Even after hearing what I said, darkness remained in place to oppose Beldia. As a crusader. As someone with the job of a guardian, there is something that I will not back off from. Let me protect you too. Although I don't know why, but darkness seemed to have a reason why she doesn't want to retreat. I was speechless for a moment. Darkness maintained her postures and charged at Beldia. Oh. You are taking the initiative. As a Dullahan, going head-to-head -head with a crusader is unavoidable. All right, come at me. Beldia prepared to face the attack. Seeing Darkness holding her sword with both hands, Beldia didn't want to block it and lowered its stance, preparing to dodge. With Beldia in front of her, Darkness used all her might and swung her sword. And because she misjudged the distance, the attack landed a few centimeters before Beldia's feet. Huh? Beldia lamented like a deflated balloon. It stared at Darkness blankly, and all the other adventurers followed suit. Enough. To miss an opponent that wasn't even moving, how embarrassing. And this is my companion. I heard that a novice swinging a sword recklessly could cut their own feet. But no matter what, this is too. Darkness seemed to think missing her attack was normal and took a step forward and used a horizontal cut. She was probably embarrassed to have missed that badly after putting on such a cool front, so her face was a bit red. Seemed like this attack would definitely be on target, but Beldia lowered its stance and dodged nimbly. Seemed like I expected too much. Enough. Well then, Beldia seemed to think its opponent was too boring and raised its sword and casually slashed diagonally down at darkness. All right, next, is. Huh? Beldia had the confidence to kill with one strike. 
but its sword only left a large scratch on the surface of Darkness' armor, making a screeching sound. Darkness pulled away from Beldia temporary. Ah. I just got my armor from the shop. Darkness looked at the scratch on her armor, sadly, and glared at Beldia. Although her foe left a deep scratch on Darkness' armor, her body wasn't hurt. Which means... You, what is with you? Why aren't you hurt after being hit by me? Is that an armor made by a famous artisan? No. It's not possible even with that. That arch-priest and that arch-wizard that loves explosions too, who the hell are you people? Using the chance when Beldia was mumbling about something, I joined the other adventurers. After entrusting Megumin to another adventurer, I said. Darkness. You can withstand that guy's attack. Leave the attack to me, I will support you. Hearing what I said, Darkness focused her eyes on Beldia and nodded. I leave it to you, but please create a chance for me to hit him once, alright? I answered, got it, loudly in reply, and shouted to the other adventurers. Wizards. After hearing my yell, the wizards remembered their jobs and started chanting spells. The other adventurers also took action, looking for things they could do. This is our fight against the Demon King boss. The enemy dared walked into our town so openly, we had no reason to let it return safely. Beldia stuck its sword into the ground to free up its right hand, pointing at the wizards who were chanting, All of you will in one week's time. will die in the streets. Beldia cursed all the wizards chanting spells with premonition of death. The wizards who were cursed lost their nerves and stopped chanting. The other wizards who were planning to join in stiffened their faces after seeing their compatriots get hit with a premonition of death, not daring to cast their spells. Damn Delahan, using such detestable methods. All right, I will attack seriously this time. As it shouted, Beldia threw its head high up into the sky. Can we get an archer to shoot that head down? As I was thinking about that, Beldia held its great sword in both hands and attacked Darkness. The head in the sky was facing the ground like before. He was probably overlooking the entire battlefield with that head in the air. If Beldia used this, it would have no blind spot, and could easily see where its opponent wanted to dodge. Ka, Kazuma. Darkness she is. I heard Megumin screaming behind me. Almost all the adventurers in town were gathered here. The people I saw a few times, that guy who told me the weak point of a monster. The girl who pulled her bow fully but was afraid of hitting Darkness, who was facing Beldia, told me about the beverage called Neroid. The old man holding a long spear, who was attempting to flank behind Beldia, once chastised me for not drinking beer. If Darkness fell and Beldia wills it, everyone present would be killed. Darkness probably understood this, and switched the hold on her sword with the broad side facing forward, using it as a shield without taking a single step back. She seemed to be saying, except for the head without the helmet, you are free to attack any way you like. Oh, how straightforward. Okay, how about this? Beldia raised its great sword steadily with both hands. The Demon King army boss then went beyond the human limits and slashed multiple times at darkness. One, two, three, four hits. The slashes hitting darkness exceed double digits in no time every blow making the armor screeched and scarring the armor. 
In the face of such attacks, it won't be a surprise for normal adventurers to be cut into pieces. But darkness remained unmoved, blocking every blow. A few strands of darkness long blonde hair were cut after coming into contact with the blade and flew in the air. Beldia stopped its fierce consecutive attack for a moment and caught its falling head with one hand. It switched back to holding the sword with one hand and was impressed with darkness tenacity. Seeing how darkness endured all these hits, those wizards. The people whose face turned pale and couldn't move. Steeled their resolved and started chanting. At this moment, something warm sprayed onto my face. I wiped with the back of my hand and found out it was, Hey, darkness you are hurt. Enough, come back. All the adventurers will scatter and come up with a new plan. Looking closely, darkness was bleeding from her face and the cracks in her armor. I shouted at the injured darkness, but she refused to back down. Crusaders will never retreat when protecting someone behind them. I won't ever compromise on that. Also, speaking such cool lines, darkness face blushed as she defended with all her might. Also, this Dullahan is very skilled. It had been chipping my armor off slowly bit by bit. It didn't strip me naked directly, but left pieces of armor behind, making it more sexual than being naked. It wants to humiliate me in public. Huh? Beldia stopped momentarily when it heard what darkness said and backed off a little. I concentrated the mana in my hand as I scolded the true pervert who was showing her true nature at such a critical juncture. Look at the time and place you unrepentant pervert. Darkness trembled for a moment when she heard me lecturing her. Ugh. Ka, Kazuma, you should be the one watching the time and place. I am my limits as I am being ravaged by the Dullahan in public, and Kazuma is humiliating me too. What are you trying to do to me, ganging up on me with the Dullahan? Ha ha. No one wants to do anything to you pervert. Create water. I cast water magic that had the effect of being a retort at darkness. As I shouted, water appeared on top of darkness and Beldia. A large amount of water poured down on them like an overturned bucket. 